Hi friends, I'm Erin from Wayland Farms and Erin Wayland Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 100 plus acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we are building our homestead from the ground up. Hello friends, happy new week, even though I guess it's not a new week, it's Thursday. I feel like I just chatted with you because my podcast episode came out late last week. If you did not, make sure to listen to that. I interviewed my mother on that. We kind of talked about gift giving and how um, she and my dad did gift giving for family members and such as we were growing up. It was just a really fun episode to talk to her um, and kind of get a different perspective on um, the Christmas giving season. But today, even though we're in the midst of Christmas, even though we are just fully embracing it over here, um, I did a bunch of baking yesterday, we've done Christmas shopping, like we are just in the heart of it and I love it so much, but my mind will always be like looking at what is next. That is just kind of how I'm always programmed. I have a very hard time staying in the moment. My... It's always been, I think it's part of just like being a creative and a creative brain is I'm always thinking what's next. So I've I've really tried the last few years, once I kind of realized that this isn't how everyone operates and this just is kind of how some people who with a creative brain operate and it's not always okay to be like, yes, it's great to think ahead, but it also to be present is very important. Uh, and so I've been trying to do that more and pull in more, but I also want to honor myself and the fact that I do still like to look ahead. So it's kind of a balance between both of them. Um, So as we're in this season, I am already thinking of 2024 and looking at this year and kind of reviewing it in my head. I'm not making a ton of notes or anything yet. I'm just pondering over all of it and what's been accomplished, what I feel like we've done really good, what I feel like I could improve on and kind of making that just starting to think about how I want to structure 2024 going forward. I am a big New Year's resolution person. Like no one can ever talk me out of it. I know it's been a thing the last probably three or four years now where people are just like, oh, uh, New Year's traditions are just, they're not cool anymore. They're not chic. I don't know. But they will always be for me because again, I think as you go get older too, I'm 38 now, you just kind of know how you work. And instead of going with the trends and going with different things, you're like, no, I know how I best function and how I best operate. And I'm I'm going to stay the course <laughs> on what works for me. And setting new year intentions and goals has always worked for me. It's always excited me. And so I'm going to do that. And so today we're just going to kind of talk over. Now, I know everyone's a little bit different, but I know I come, um, I know that a lot of you are stay-at-home moms moms or homestead moms, or maybe you have a home business. And so I'm speaking into um, being a homesteader, a homeschool parent, and an online business owner because I am all three. Um, And it's a lot of hats to wear. We all have a lot of hats to wear. No matter what you're doing, if you live urban, if you live on a farm, like each, however you decide to live your life and the environment you live your life in comes with its own set of challenges. So there's going to be a lot more things. There's probably a lot more running around, I feel like, maybe with someone who lives in the city. There's, you don't have so many things to do, like you don't have a homestead to tend, and so then you go outward more to other, maybe outside options, versus here on the homestead, there's just so many things to do on a daily basis, and that just works best for us. I don't enjoy going a lot of places, especially far away, and I just, that's kind of, I guess not always been me, but as I've gotten older, I would just rather tend to my home, tend to my area, 
you know, I always had friends um, that would go to the park, you know, and hang out with their kids. But I was like, I want to make my home or my yard like a park because to me, I don't want to leave. Like I want my children to have joy in my backyard whenever. I don't want to have to take them to the park. And so I would always, when we were looking for property or when we were looking for houses, um, we had two houses previous before this purchase. I was always getting, I think our first um, house was a third of an acre. Our second house was a half an acre. Big yards were a priority more than the house itself, like more than a big house because we spend a lot of times out doors in our family and so that was important anyway I feel like I'm getting off off topic but what I'm just saying is that each living environment obviously has its own challenges um, and we just work with those so in today's episode I'm just gonna talk out loud share my vision share how I look at things structure things and then hopefully you can gain gain maybe some new ideas and if you guys have any ideas for me definitely share them over on instagram send me a dm i have all of the links to everything i talk about here in the show notes so just make sure you scroll down to that also on instagram aaron underscore whalen underscore online i have highlight bubbles with some of the things i talk about as well so those are some areas that you can venture into after the podcast is over but today we're um, exploring how i structure and plan my new year while juggling the roles of being a homesteader, a homeschooler, and an online business owner. Um, But before I get into that, I want to share an exclusive kind of treat for you guys um, for my homesteading journey community. As we gear up for the new year and talk about intentional living in this upcoming episode, I'm partnering with Force of Nature to bring you guys something special. They recently upped my code with them um, to you for 40% off on bundles. If you, if this is your first time order, you guys heard me talk about Force of Nature last time. I've been talking about them actually quite a lot just because I feel that it is I I deep dive into the reasons I use Force of Nature in the last episode if you guys want to listen to that. But we are being lied to so much by the cleaning industry on the things that we need and the things that we're bringing in our home. They're actually carcinogens and um, responsible for cancer and asthma and breathing issues and just so much respiratory stuff. Um, It's junk. Most of it's junk. Going through the store to buy cleaning supplies, you're basically, your options are junk. And so um, a force of nature is what I use in my home. It is this really great method of um, putting water, vinegar, salt together. They do um, electrol, I always say wrong, electrolyze it together and it turns into this really, really powerful cleaner and it's super cost effective, which is just really, it's great all around. Um, and as we get into the cleaning season where we're doing a lot of Um, hosting and things like that and then coming January and we usually do spring cleaning this is going to be great for you to have in your house it's going to save you time money and such a healthier option so um, if you are curious about that you can find the details in the show notes and now we're going to get on to the show it's been fun and but also challenging being here because every year is just so different. So it's very hard to gauge year two to year one because year one we were in survival mode and we were making some huge improvements on our house. We're still, I feel like sometimes in survival mode, but it, it has evened out more. But you definitely have to leave room every year for grace because no matter what is going on in your life, there's going to be large moments that maybe we didn't anticipate or we did anticipate. We knew they were going to come, but maybe we thought we could navigate them better and it just didn't happen that way. So I'm a very emotional person. Like I will fully admit to that emotions more than like it it maddens me how much my emotions flex based on situations that are in or out of my control. And so not only am I trying to navigate and have these goals, but also keep myself in check so that I can actually (laughs) 
do what I want to. I, I don't know if that makes sense or not. If you're an emotional person, that might make sense. Um, so I'm always looking every month kind of making notes of what I would do different next year or maybe start my garden earlier or whatever it is. And so um, I'm just going to go into the mom and homeschooler section first. So if I look back at 2023, how was I as a mom and a homeschool mom at that? And you know what? I am actually going to toot my own horn a little bit. I feel like I have, out of all the things, probably the most I've been consistent with trying to make sure that the kids are taken care of. Um, and that they feel loved uh, in this whole construction and moving and just the transition of moving across the country. I in no way wanted the kids to feel like they were second, that we were busy, that they would just have to hold on. You know, um, I was we are, we moved here for them. We moved here. You know, I shared an, a, a reel yesterday about how I got them each a Christmas tree for their room. Their rooms right now are messy and it it hurts my my heart as a mother because I want this perfection for not perfection, but I want these cozy rooms that are that just like they want to be in, they want to, they feel like they're organized. I go in there, they seem like that that their stuff is organized. They can easily see their toys, what they have to play with. It's an area that's creative that they enjoy being in. Um, and, you know, they probably see it as that, honestly. Like, but I don't, I see so many, they need shelves. We need more, um, we need better dressers. We need this done. We need that done. Evelyn needs some some more construction stuff in her room. Their ceilings eventually need ripped out. Like I see all the things that need done. Um, and so it's, it's hard for me to live in mess, <laughs> which is so weird for someone moving into a farmhouse, knowing that basically has to be completely deconstructed and reconstructed again. So it's like I live with two different people inside my body. <laughs> my husband would say there's more in there, but I, I will admit to at least two. <laughs> but um, and so I never wanted them to feel like a burden or like they were in the way. And so I have tried very hard. Like we went to our first church that we that I found through Awana. And you know what? I I didn't feel like it was the best environment for the kids. Like Evelyn can make friends everywhere. Tyron, not so much. He's very shy. So I went out. I'm not a huge sports person. I put them both in baseball. Um, Tyron's in basketball right now. He, we're doing 4-H as well, but he, between like learning about steers and that kind of stuff, there was like a cattle program. He wanted to do basketball. So we put him in basketball with his friends and we do that. Um, and so I've just been trying to be very intentional about like the church. So we went, we found a new church. Like there, the first church just wasn't, I didn't feel we were connecting there as a family with other family members. And I do not go to church to just listen to the preacher on Sunday and then call it a day and go back next week. I go to the church for community. I want to find others that are like-minded, that have similar maybe family structures, and we hang out together. Children my own kids' age that they can make friends with, that they can grow up with. I think church is so important. I think community is so important. I do not believe in living a life. And most people have school. We don't have school because we homeschool at home. And so to me, these are the areas that I go and I seek community at. Um, and church is a huge one. And so when I, after a year of just feeling in my heart that this church was just not satisfying all the needs of our family and providing, you know, it was, it was a great church. They were wonderful people. But that doesn't mean that it's your church and they're your people. And so if that's like a word for anyone today to be like, if you do not feel that, 
It's okay to move. It's so these people could be great people. That's fine. But if they're not, if you're not developing relationships and friendships here that your children can go and live out and it can just continue on, then maybe you need to seek out a new, a new church or a new, whatever it is that you find yourself in community in. Um, and so, and so I dug in this year. I was like, how can I give my kids the stability, this, these friendships, this community that I want them to have? And then the same with at home. Okay, so your rooms might be not where I want them to be, but here's a Christmas tree that we're going to do it. Or we're going to work on this for you. Or we're going to get a dollhouse and we're going to work on this for you. So do I see areas where I could improve? Yes. So much yes. But do I feel like I have really tried and do I feel like my kids feel loved? Yes, I, I do. And so um, with the homeschool aspect, we've been pretty consistent. Um, we are catching up to like all of our huge move, which put us a little bit behind. Um, I feel like we're doing great. We have found a math program that really works for Evelyn. That was a huge deal for us. She was really struggling with the Abeka math. It was just how her, she has a creative brain like me. And so I think like that helps me to understand her more. She needed physical things to touch. She needed a book that was more colorful. She needed better ex- like explanations. The math, the Abeka works great for Tyron. He can get it. He very, very rarely does he need help from me, but Evelyn's brain didn't work well with them. And so we found a different one and we went from her crying in math, me being really short-tempered, try, feeling like a horrible mom at the end of it because she's crying, I'm frustrated, it was not working, Two, she gets her math out, she's excited, we go over it together. It is such a different experience. So if you are a homeschool mom out there and something is not working, it is not you, it is not your child. It is the way that your child learns is not compatible with the curriculum that they are in and you can seek out other curriculum. And there's so many great Facebook groups and different things like that and I follow a lot of homeschool moms that um, recommend different kinds of curriculum all the time but I love the good and the beautiful I love it for Evelyn's math I love it for a lot of other um, reasons too but that was just such a win for us because it was it was such a struggle point and it just when we pulled out the math me and Evelyn <laughs> both you could just just see our expressions tank because we neither one of us wanted to do it and so such night and day difference so that was all really good and honestly I just want to maintain that through the next year we kind of do school all year long so that um, when Travis is on vacation, me and the kids can be off. If there is a trip we want to take or there's a special day, we can take that off. So we're just kind of always doing it like all some, all year long and we just take off the sections we need to take off. And it's very easy. It's very low key. Um, I'm not a huge like for, for me, homeschool is life and the kids have their chores every day and we do nature walks and we do tons of stuff outside that um, plays off of the, of the school that we do anyhow. And so I just feel like we're doing that really well. And so we're just going to continue on kind of the rhythm we've been doing that. Um, as a homesteader and gardener, so number two, homesteader, gardener, like homemaker, there's I'm excited for this next year because we have worked so hard this year to establish ourselves. We did not have a garden last spring like we had the temporary garden we put in the first year, but it was just tilled ground. Travis and me worked so hard to make this garden I had envisioned with the fences and the cute gates and quirky and it kind of looks like a little country cottage garden like it's been there forever. Um, we did the raised beds. We found some really great deals. We worked so dang hard on the gardens last year. But the the only drawback to that was when we were working on it as soon as the weather got warm, but 
so we were a little bit late on the plants. Like I missed kind of the spring garden window. My cauliflower just got eaten to death because it was it was too late in the year and the bugs got to it. So like I can plant things this year so much sooner than I could last year because we have our garden beds established and oh, that just excites me so much. And I still have like my parsley's going out there, my rosemary. You guys, I love my garden. I just love the fact that I can kind of garden all year long here. Like, yes, there's very limited things you can do in the wintertime, but I have Brussels sprouts growing out there. I have celery. I have um, cabbage. I have broccoli growing. I have carrots. I have beets. And it's just so fun to just walk the garden. And there's so much less pests in the wintertime. I mean, basically non-existent, which is so cool. Things grow slower because I don't have, everything I have right now is exposed to the elements. I did cover a few, a few things a couple times when it froze and I was like, this is not my journey this winter. We have other things going on. Live or die, take it out there. Um, and it's gotten down, I think to about 26 and everything's maintained and stayed really good and still growing. So that makes me happy. I got, I went out the other day, grabbed some beets and sauteed them and some butter and some sea salt. And it was amazing. Um, and so as a homestead, the gardens I'm really happy about. We did get the barn finally torn down. We had a hundred year old barn that was falling over. Very dangerous. I cleaned that up last week when Travis was off. My dad came over. We just, we separated the wood that was good. We kept some treasures. We burned some other stuff. We recycled stuff. So it's kind of a clean pal over there. I don't know that we're going to be able to get the, I don't think we're going to be able to get like our barn established this next year, but I do hope to get some um, side sheds and things like that because my goal this year is to bring our dairy cow onto the farm. I really, I actually talked to our dairy guy the other day that I get my raw milk from and um, I asked him if he ever sold his jerseys. Such a great guy. If you are local here, he's South Jackson. Um, I would definitely recommend him for milk. He's got beautiful cows. Um, Very nice, very nice family. Um, and he was like, he's like, get yourself established, get everything ready. He was like, and then, and then we'll talk about, you know, if I have anything for sale at the moment. And so I'm just kind of putting my feelers out there. For some reason, it seems kind of hard right now to find dairy cows here. I've been kind of like on the the search for a while, but I, I have kind of high standards again, like this is milk that my family is drinking. And so I want to make sure that the cows are as healthy as possible and have had all the tests and everything. A great book if you are looking for cows is Keeping a Family Cow. You can find it on Amazon, and that just kind of gives you the blueprint of what to look for. Um, and so this year on the homestead, I would love to maybe get a bigger garden going to as far as root vegetables. So just um, not raised beds, but just get some carrots or not carrots, excuse me, potatoes and things like that, some bigger crops going behind our current garden. We'll see if we can make that happen and then get some side sheds going and some storage outside so that we can bring a cow um, on and have a milk cow here. Uh, I don't, I think that's probably the biggest large animal plans we have for this year. My mom said she wanted to get Evelyn a pony that they could like share. Not even, I don't think a rideable pony, just like a fun go out and visit pony to be friends with the cow. Cause obviously for livestock animals, you'd ever want them to be by themselves. You always want them to have a buddy. And so we're kind of going to try that. And then we'll kind of see how that goes. So I also want peacocks. So if anybody, I have been looking for two years now, friends, for some peacocks and I'm not spending $200 on one bird, especially because they are, my grandma used to have them. Like that's one of the reasons I want them is because my grandma always had them. She had an albino one that was gorgeous. She had peacocks, but they, they die. And I'm not going to pay $200 
for a bird that might die in a few months. You know, it's just, I can't, I can't make myself do that. So I'm trying to find a good deal. You have yet to do that. So if anyone is local here and knows someone, um, send them my way because I would like peacocks. And then I also, okay, we're going to do, um, we're going to do our own meat birds. I'm really excited about that. And um, we just got our pigs back. So I don't think we're going to do pigs next year. Like, honestly, I think we'll be good for a while. I might end up buying a half a cow from a friend next fall. I don't know that I'm going to do any large animal meat this year. I think I'm just going to try to stick with the meat birds. We're going to work on the, the meat that we just got back from the butcher and kind of go from there. So I think those are like our... I would love to get the B&B up next year. If you guys have been here from the beginning, we have a septic system out in our field. And we were going to do a B&B. And silly... Silly, stupid Aaron thought, oh, we can put a and b up for like, you guys, I know. I know. But sometimes I live in dreamland. I was thinking we could do it for like $40,000. Uh, that's not possible. Um, so it's taking us longer, but I am going to get that stinking B&B up. Like where there is a will, there is a way. And you guys, I have so many plans for this B&B. Half our property is going to be like for us and our farm. And then half the property I kind of want to designate for the B&B and have, because we named it Little House in the in the woods, you know, like Little House in the Prairie. So it's Little House in the Big Woods is our little B&B's name. It just has a septic system. So the septic system's name is Little House in the Big Woods. But um, I'm going to have its own little garden over there. And then I'm going to have like maps where I have established walking trails. I've been trying to talk to the guy who owns this house. Well, he his grandparents built this house. This house, like I found them. Well, he found me. He drove up one day. Uh, you guys can listen to that in a past episode as well. Um, but I've been back and forth with him because I want him to bring me pictures of the house, how it used to be. And I want him to tell me some stories. And he keeps saying he's looking for more photos, but he has yet to. I just hate to bug him. I've texted him a few times. and But maybe I'll just be that person. I'll just be that little, um, what's that? Grease on the wheel? Oil? No. I forget what it's called. Where you know The squeaky wheel right okay there we go um and i want to get him over here because i want to get the story of the house because i would like to share that with the people from the bnb i would like them to come over and kind of learn a little bit of history of the property of what it was originally used for original pictures we're trying to kind of establish this like take the house back to how it used to look um, we just exposed the board and batten ceilings in the living room which are to die for i painted them white we hung some like some candle chandeliers in there. Oh, you guys, it's so good. Um, so I don't know that we were going to, I'm telling myself we're going to get the B&B up next year. Travis told me I was absolutely insane, um, which I am. So that's okay. But we're, we're trying to, I'm good. I just keep telling myself every year we're going to get it up um, and it's eventually going to happen. So those are our goals. If that made, I feel like I've started to ramble, but I'm just so excited for all the potential. I mean, we have 120 acres and we actually walked back um, further than we ever have last week. Travis was back there. He made this really um, horrible bridge that he almost died on. Not really, but it, we have a few really deep cut um, seasonal streams through our property, but it cuts deep into the ground. And so it's hard to get the tractors and stuff over it. So it was kind of janky, but he got the lawnmower over it, which we have like a pretty heavy duty lawnmower that we couldn't get the tractor over it. And he cut down, um, some paths and we found, we didn't find any more deer stands. We have two deer stands back there that were here when we moved in. We didn't even realize they were here until we walked back one day and found it. But anyhow, we walked back further, you guys, our property is so cool. It is so beautiful. And I want to make all these walking trails so someone can just come to the B&B, 
just I want them to come just to be here. I want them to come and enjoy resting and sleeping in and how beautiful it is over there to take morning or evening walks in the forest through the paths. I want there to be signs that just kind of explain about maybe little tidbits about Tennessee or tidbits about this area or about the family that used to live here. I have such a vision for what I want this place to be and it is so hard <laughs> not to just execute all my plans right now, but that would require way more money than we have at the moment. So I have to be patient and try not to drive my family crazy with all of my ideas all the time. I am an idea girl. The execution I have a harder part with because that takes time and that frustrates me. I just want to snap my fingers and get things done. Okay, so that was the homestead. And then as a business owner, this is probably the area where I see the most realm of improvement for areas of improvement for me. Um, And this is because I have not given... You, anyone on Instagram, anyone on my blog, my website, anyone, enough offers. I give so much information, whether you think it's great or not great, I give a, I give so much information away for free, which I love to do. I enjoy that. I will never stop that. That brings me joy. But I want to give you guys even more information. Like I want to be better at providing value to you guys. Um, but I also want to be able to give offerings where you can purchase things from me. So things that I have made or done, I am in the process right now of writing two books. I wanted one of them to be done this December to release, but as I was writing the book, it just, it turned in so much deeper than I had initially thought I could do. And I was like, I can't write a quick book. I can't write a book in a few weeks and get it out. Like this book, It already has so much in my heart and I just want to share so much in it and I want visually to be beautiful. And I was like, I cannot put out this work this year. It would not make, it would not make me happy and it would not do, it would not gift what I wanted it to give. And so I'm working on to release it next year and there's a few other things I want to release as well. And then um, I was, you know, at the farmer's market, I was selling my ranch dressings, um, my seasonings, my salves, and mostly I did that there just to get community to find friends, which I did. And that was amazing. But I want to offer those on my website as well. So I want those to be things that you can purchase off my website and that I can send to you. And so I'm still kind of working on that and establishing it. Probably not the best idea to try to launch all these at the same time that the holiday seasons were upon us. So I've decided that instead of trying to run myself ragged, I am going to pull back and try to launch those things coming next year, um, which I'm excited about. And then also next year, you guys, I'm I'm trying so hard to launch my membership site. Um, and it will be a site where you guys pay there. Well, if you choose to be in it, there's a monthly membership fee. And then I provide four new videos a month um, about homestead related things pertaining to that month versus if it's canning, seed starting, gardening, homemaking, tips for decorating in your home. Like it's just going to be a homemaker's um, membership site and it's going to be so fun and it's where I can dig deeper with you guys and I can give you more information and longer um, longer videos longer things than just Instagram stories so we can dig in it together and it's for people who want this stuff there are some people that come to my Instagram or my website or whatever and they just want some visually fun things they want to see what I'm doing which is completely fine but for the but I don't want to also bore them with information that they don't want um, and so Instead, I'm going to make a membership site where we can do this together and learn about canning or certain recipes or how I do specific things. And we can dive into it and have maybe some monthly calls. We're just going to kind of, I'm going to start it 
it's going to be mostly a video platform, but I will have PDFs and things like that. And then it's just going to be a blast. And then I also want to have some um, Whale and Farms products, maybe some um, t-shirts launching or sweatshirts come next year. I just have a lot. I'm just sick of doing things halfway. I'm sick of of not putting enough effort into my business and not giving enough offerings out because I'm afraid to be rejected um, because that's so silly and that's so um, oh, self-centered and vain, I feel like. Like if, you, if no one wants it, then no one wants it. But, but I know some of you guys do. Some of you have reached out and you were actually really excited, which floored me that someone wants <laughs> anything that I would have to give. But it was just such a blessing and such an encouragement. So I have a lot of things I want to do next year and a lot of improvements in my business. And so, um, yeah, so I'm excited about the homesteading and the business. I just feel like every year here, I can spend less time on the huge projects that were stressing me out and more time on the fun stuff. You know, as we get everything checked off, we're not, we're not falling through our shower floor anymore. As we get these big projects taken care of, I can lean more into the fun stuff that I really enjoy. Um, and so as I'm kind of thinking about all these three different main points of my life, I'm looking at the months of next year and I'm writing out, okay, this month school's really important. This month I don't have as much um, maybe homesteading or there's not as much business related stuff or I can, you know, January and February, usually the J months, January, June, and July are really dead in the business world. It's just kind of a January, everybody's broke, we're exhausted. It was Christmas, June, July, there's a lot of vacations, kids are out for summer, things are busy. And so those are the time to lean into like behind the scenes stuff and work on things for your business, like building up programs or videos or making content so that in the busy months, you can release that kind of stuff. And so just knowing the flow of how things work and then strategically at the beginning of the month, like at the top of my calendar, and I have a physical calendar. I've shared it before. I'll link to my favorites. They're at Target. They're like $17. Um, but the big spaces so I can write what I need to. I keep everything. I used to keep like a business calendar and a homeschool calendar or a home. And I was just like, no, I cannot be looking at three different calendars. So I found this one that I can squeeze everything in. And so then I just, it's a quick at the glance. I know what's going on. Um, and same thing at the beginning of the month. I can flip from December to January. January, I need to start worrying, looking about what kind of seeds I need to order. Probably should have been doing that this month. Um, how to prep my garden, what things I need to get started indoors, things like that. And so as I go through each month, I'm also flipping back through last month's, last year's calendar at the same month and seeing what was I doing. Because I try to make notes of like, um, started to feel like fall uh, in this in this year when it just started feeling like crisp like fall and felt like spring around, you know, February or March or whatever it was or like really bad storms, just so I can kind of gauge what happened last year to what's happening this year, because outside, obviously a lot like depends on weather. And so, yes, I have frost dates that you can look at online, but more than that, I want to know physically how it felt and what it was here so I can know when to get crops and stuff in the ground, because that's extremely important if you're going to be doing gardening, if you want a good crop, if you're trying to purchase less from the store and have enough to be able to can and things like that and like you know this year I know I need to grow way less tomatoes I need to have more varieties of peppers that was a big thing I grew all these bell peppers which did amazing and I grew some jalapenos but where were my banana peppers where were my habaneros like it's so funny and then my squash the first year I grew great acorn squash I grew um, so many different kinds and this year I was I grew nothing and I was like what 
where did all my squash go and my cucumbers? I didn't grow near enough cucumbers. I know a few beds that were not great that I need to add some um, worm castings to. So it was just like making these notes on this calendar of things I said last year so that I can kind of tick those boxes off. So it's part of the planning of this next year is being very intentional and making sure that the things that happened last year I wrote down. So if something went bad or if I had a, pa a bad pest problem, when did the pests start happening? When did they seem to go away? And so these are things that if you keep good documents this year, the next year you can kind of combat them before they start or at least get a jump start on it and be able to, you know, ward off some of the issues that you had this year because you provided yourself with information. Um, same thing with inside, you know, like maybe it's super, super hot here in August. And so we just weren't able to be outside besides the strategic watering and tending the animals. Well, then maybe we'll really lean into homeschool that month and try to get really caught up and get ahead of some stuff because being outside is just kind of miserable. And so I love just taking probably... I usually do this between Christmas and January is there's that kind of window of a few days where everyone is still enjoying Christmas. There's still no one. There's a lot of people have taken off work. It's not the new year yet. So you don't feel like you have to get up and start all your resolutions. And I just lean into that. We I mean, if, if I put regular clothes on between Christmas and January 1st, I'm shocked because it's usually jammies fires going don't put weigh yourself on the scale you enjoy yourself you cozy up you read books you play puzzles you do games you assemble your christmas stuff and you plan for the next year i will just sit there with a movie that i've seen a million times so i don't really get hooked into it but it's soothing and i sit there and i just play with my calendars and i look back at the old one and i write things on the new one and i write if there's a vacation i kind of want to take or a place i want to go i put that up in the corner so i can refer to it and i just do this transfer of information from last year to this year's calendar and it provides me so much joy because as much as I'm creative and I do thrive in chaos I need the grounding of the calendar to bring me back to reality and to keep me centered because a creative brain is a messy brain and I love that about myself I've come to embrace that Travis is the complete opposite which I think is one of the reasons we work really well together as I constantly keep him on his toes and he constantly keeps me from going too far up in the clouds to where I won't find my way home again <laughs> And so, um, and so just take, find a few days where, wherever it is, maybe it's between the Christmas and the January for you, or maybe it's in like the beginning of January. That's totally fine too. But carve out a few days where you just simmer on what you want this next year to be. You take notes, you write things down, you document, you keep a journal, anything where you, you get excited about the opportunity and the potential for the next year. And you don't go into it feeling like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. You go into it with a map. And yes, things can change and life will throw you curveballs. But if you have it written down and you have these goals, it's so much easier to be able to move with the punches and move with the um, you know hiccups that we have and still be able to maintain some sort of course and accomplish these goals that you've set for yourself, for your family, for your business, for your life, for your home. So um, that was me chatting a lot. So I hope that was somehow encouraging to you, maybe a little update on the farm life here, how things are going. 
And I just hope we're all excited together for this next year and all the opportunities it has in store. You know, 2023 could have been really great for you, some of you guys, and I'm so glad for that. And if it was a rough year for you, then friends, you are in my prayers that this next year will be a year that um, releases you from some of maybe that stress or the anxiety or the frustrations that you have had, the burdens that you have been carrying, and that you can walk and step into this new year with joy in your heart and with um, knowing that there is potential to make this year an amazing year. And I just hope that it's filled with blessings for you. So I'm going to jump back on here again next week and share more. I don't even know what I'm sharing yet, but that's kind of how my creative brain works. I figure it out usually throughout the week. I'm thinking about what I want to talk about and then it just kind of comes to me. God is good that way. So I will talk to you friends next week. 